until I was talking with a fellow pastor about this worship series, I had never really used the word elemental before ever in my life. I've, I've heard of elements, right? You have that periodic table that's full of them. I've used the word element as some being talking about something that's, you know, important in a person's life, right? Or, or a key component of something, but never the word elemental. Do you know what elemental means? In essence, basic or, or something that's needed, that's, that's fundamental. So as we look in the next several weeks, we're going to be hearing a number of different accounts from God's word And they're all going to revolve around very fundamental, important, key components in a believer's life. Those essential characteristics or those essential attributes that make a believer a believer. That as you look at their life, you can say, yeah, this person is a believer because I can see these things in their life. And one of those key essential components that we're going to be looking at today is the word. And we're going to look at it through that gospel lesson we heard just a few moments ago. I think a pretty well-known story, that story of, of Mary and, and Martha and the day that Jesus came to their house. Before we get there, though, you, like me, in that you have had those times in your life when you've decided to do something, say, exercise, or diet, or have to cut the grass every week, right? Where you've set these different things up in your life and you said, this is something that's, that's important that I need to do. I may not like it, but I'm going to have to do it anyways. And, and you might have a whole host of reasons about why. And then came the time for you to do those things. I've made many good plans about exercising, about watching what I eat a little bit better. And then when my alarm goes off, say at 5.30 in the morning, what seems a lot more appealing than getting up and taking a run through my neighborhood is keeping my head on my pillow. Right? Or, or, or when I get to lunch and someone invites me to go, I don't know, say to Dreamland. Right? And, and you go to Dreamland and you go, well, I could get like a salad, but I'm at Dreamland. And so instead you get ribs and tips, or tips and chips, or a half a rack of ribs. Because, I mean, a whole rack of ribs at lunch, that's a little extreme, Right? And suddenly, I've been distracted from those important things or those things that I said were important to me, right? It's amazing how many excuses I can come up with not to cut the grass or to do something else good and, and use good, important things that need to get done, but they are also not the things that I said were those things that needed to get done or were the most important for me to get done. Have you been there? Had those things that you've decided in your life were going to be important? And they are important. Just not as important as the other things that distract me and and keep me from doing those important things, right? 
The same thing can happen to us when we talk about our faith. My guess is, because you're here on a Sunday morning, you've decided in your life that your relationship with your Savior is something that's important. Right? You, you want to have a, a relationship with the, the God who, who has saved you, who's brought you to faith, who keeps you in that faith. And so you've set aside time on a Sunday morning to, to come here. And yet, as we see with the, the story of Mary and Martha, there are certainly things that can distract us. Good, important, needed things that can distract us from that thing that you and I often say is, well, the most important thing. My guess is the story of Mary and Martha is familiar enough to you, right? We're told that Jesus was traveling uh, as he, and he comes to a, a, certain, a certain village and a woman named Martha opens up her home to, to Jesus She's got a sister named Mary. It's not the only time we hear about Mary and Martha, right? We hear about when Mary and Martha and, and Lazarus dies. And, and Mary and Martha call for Jesus. This time as, as Jesus comes, well, it's, Jesus very rarely traveled alone, right? He ha usually had his group of disciples with him. And, and oftentimes there was a much larger group that, that followed along with Jesus, listening to him, preaching and teaching Let's just say for the sake of argument, though, that when Jesus shows up, it's just Jesus and his 12 disciples. Martha sees them, welcomes them into her home. If you've ever hosted somebody at your house, you know some of the things that Martha's going through, right? Now you, it grows exponentially because it's not just one person you've invited into your home, but 13, let's say. Right? So what are the things that are going through, through Martha's mind as she invites Jesus into her home, right? She, she wants to show her Savior love, right? Here is the person that God has sent to save her. And so she wants to serve him, right? So in love, she's, she's thinking about the meals she has to prepare, right? She, she's making sure that, that Jesus and his disciples have water so they can wash their feet, that they're comfortable. She wants to make sure that they're taken care of, that their needs are met. She's making sure there's, there's water for him to drink, Right? You, can, you can imagine the list of things that are going through Martha's mind, and all of them are good, aren't they? All of them are important. All of them are, are needed. It's not as though Martha was wasting her time on unimportant, unneeded, superficial things. Martha wanted to serve her Savior. And she was getting a little frustrated because it seemed as though the list of things to do and the time in which to do them weren't meshing very well, right? My guess is you know what Martha was going through because you've been there, right? Maybe not even just hosting somebody, but those times and those moments in life when the list of things to do and the time in which to accomplish them don't mesh very well because the list of things to do is a lot longer than the time that it's going to take to get them done. And then you have her sister Mary. Right? We're, we're simply told that Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet as Jesus was preaching or in, as Jesus was teaching. 
Right? You can imagine the things that, that Jesus was talking about because it's the same things that Jesus always talked about. Right? Jesus was telling and talking to his disciples. He was talking to Mary. He was talking to Martha. She'd walk in and out right about, well, about God's justice and God's mercy. He was talking to them about God's kingdom and how God's kingdom comes through, through the word and, and, and how that kingdom lives in a person's heart. He was talking to them about well, sin and forgiveness about the eternal life that was waiting for them. He was doing what he came here on earth to do, right? To, to teach and preach God's word. And there was Mary sitting at, at Jesus' feet, just, just taking it all in. You can understand Mary too, can't you? Because as children of God, isn't that what we desire? Right? As children of God, doesn't it bring us joy to, to be able to sit at Jesus' feet and hear about God's love for me? How in spite of my sin, he's forgiven my, my he's forgiven, he's taken, he's forgiven my sins, he's, he's taken away my guilt. Right? I want to sit at Jesus' feet as he, he teaches me and tells me about all that he's done for me and the home he's prepared for me and how I'm going to spend an eternity with him in heaven. I want to sit and, and hear my Savior's voice as he tells me that he's, he's not going to abandon me. Right? That he's going to be with me through, through thick and through thin. He's going to be with me not only in the good times, but in those moments when it seems as though I'm all alone to hear my Savior tell me that he's still with me. Right? We get to be a little envious of Mary. Because that's where, as children of God, we want to be. Sitting at our Savior's feet, just... Just taking it all in. And suddenly, you begin to see where those good, important, needed things in Mary and Martha's worlds are going to collide, don't you? And it's not just because you and I are standing 2,000 years later looking in, in, Mar in Martha's home, looking at this, but we know it firsthand, don't we? About how those two different worlds collide because they often collide in our life. Right, where there's a long list of things that we look at and go, these are things are important, they're needed, and it starts with our relationship with our Savior. Right? We, we hear an, that encouragement from our God to, to continue meeting together, to, to be here on Sunday mornings in worship, to grow in our faith, to be in worship and Bible class, to be in our, in our Bible daily reading and studying and having a devotion and, and talking to our Heavenly Father in prayer, right? We hear our Savior's encouragement that as we do that, it's going to begin to show itself in, in how we live and how we interact with others. It's going to begin to bear fruit in our lives. And at the same time, I'm looking at a very busy life, right? A busy life that's full of obligations to work and to family, to friends, to school, Right? The, I, I'm looking at a long list of things to do, a, a list full of really good, important, needed things. And suddenly I realize 
these two worlds are going to collide. And it's not long before, well, if you are anything like me, that the thing that Jesus described to Mary as the most, as the one thing that's needed gets pushed down that list, huh? Right, we need to hear those words that Jesus spoke to, to, to Martha. He said, you're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Right, we look at all those good, important, and needed things in our life, those things that, that we have to do. And before we know it, we forgot, to, we forgot to read God's word today. Before we know what hit us, our, our time to, to spend a, a little bit of time in, in, a, in a devotion book is, is gone. Our heads on the pillow, we forget to talk to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Right before we even realize what's gone on, we've gotten so distracted by everything else in life, the, the simple busyness of life, that we've missed the one thing needed. And as children of God, we realize that, don't we? We recognize it, and then what comes? A whole bunch of guilt, right? Not only guilt, but maybe promises that, okay, tomorrow is going to be better. Just like me when I make great grand exercise plans. All right, I messed up today. I didn't run this morning. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up at 5.15 instead of 5.30. And I'm going to run extra. Only to sleep in again. Right, it's so familiar to us because it's a part of our everyday life. <laughs> and we need to hear those words that God spoke, that Jesus spoke to Martha each and every day, don't we? Martha, Martha, you've, you're distracted by, by so many things. So many good, important, needed things. But don't forget the one thing that's needed. The one important thing. And Mary chose it, right? She was sitting at her Savior's feet. It's not as though that's all Mary did every single day of her life. But at that moment, Mary had chosen the more important thing, to be able to sit at her Savior's feet for a short amount of time and hear her Savior speak. Right? And, and for, for people like you and me, people with busy lives, People that deal with guilt because of busy lives. People that struggle with misplaced priorities. People that deal with the guilt of, of sin. We need the same thing. We need that regular time at our Savior's feet to hear what our Savior has to say. And what he says to us each and every day as he speaks to us through his words are, you are my most important priority. The whole reason I came to earth was, was you. 
I came to forgive every last one of your sins. You were the, the one I was thinking of when I lived perfectly. You were the one I was thinking of when I died on the cross. You were the one that was on my mind when I rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and declared my victory over sin, over death, over the devil. You are forgiven. Right, then the joy that, that comes to a believer's heart as we, we sit at our Savior's feet and hear those words is, is wonderful, isn't it? Because as we walk through and, and deal with the guilt that comes just from living life here on earth, to hear our Savior speak words of love and forgiveness is, is comforting. But that's not where our Savior stops, is it? In fact, as we continue to dig into his word, we hear words of, of comfort for those days that our, our, our eyes are filled with tears. We hear words of encouragement for those, those days of hardship and strife. Right? We hear words where our, our Savior strengthen us, strengthens us for those days when we're tired and, and worn out and not really quite sure how we're going to make it through a, another day or another night. Right? He, he promises that he's going to be with us when we feel all alone. Words that remind us that all that we deal with and all that we put up with here on earth really don't compare in the least to what our God, our Savior, has prepared for us in heaven. Right? You, you look at your life, you can look at your schedule, you can look at your to-do list, and see a long list of things that are really good, really important, really needed things. But don't forget the one thing needed. Because that one needed thing is a key component for a believer's life. Because without it, there's really no difference between a believer and anyone else. And so as we, we see that one thing needed, make it a priority. Right? Make a, a point to be here every Sunday. To, to be here for, for Sunday school and Bible class so that it's not just, I'm going to feed my faith for an hour, but I want to read and dig into God's word with my pastor. I, I want to encourage my children to read and study and hear God's word in Sunday school. Right? Make it a priority that, that each and every day you open God's word and sit at your Savior's feet to hear him speak to you through his word. And that you talk to him in prayer. Right? That your faith is fed in word and sacrament. And as you hear your Savior speak those promises to you. Because finally when you, you look at all the good and important and needed things in life, for the child of God, there's only one thing that's needed. Amen. And the peace of God, which goes beyond our understanding, will guard and will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Our Savior Lutheran Church is located on the south side of Birmingham off Highway 280. We are on Dunnett Valley Road, about three quarters of a mile east of Treetop Family Adventure and Sports Blast. Our Sunday services begin at 1015 with Sunday School and Bible class at 9 o'clock. We welcome visitors and hope to see you soon.
For more information, please visit our website at OurSaviorBirmingham.com. Click on Sermons at the top of the page for a copy of today's service folder. You can also find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.